Hi, and welcome back to Stories of the Prophets in Islam. And we're moving on to the story of Isa al-Islam. And yeah, this is a well-known story, but yes, let's get into it. So, the final prophet descended from Bani Israel, that is from the lineage of Isaac, um, the son of Ibrahim, ended with uh, Isa al-Islam. Okay, so he was the last of the prophets of Bani Israel, and no prophet existed between him and the final prophet or messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who was descended from Ibrahim al-Islam's first son, Ismail al-Islam. So when you take the lineage of both Ibrahim al-Islam's sons, um, under Is- Ismail al-Islam, we have Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and most of the prophets until now, including Isa al-Islam, is under. So I hope that clears it. Okay, so we had touched upon the story of uh, Maryam al-Islam's birth and upbringing in the early years in the story of Zakhari al-Islam. And she was from an extremely noble lineage. She descended from Dawud al-Islam and was born of a pious man and woman. Her mother, the wife of Imran, had been barren all her life and had reached old age. However, she made an earnest and sincere supplication to Allah, pleading that if she were granted a child, that she would dedicate that child to the pure service of Allah. So she conceived but gave birth to a girl instead of a boy. This was unanticipated, for she had been hoping for a son who would also carry the honor of being a prophet of Allah, this being the ultimate servitude to Allah, according to mankind. A woman would be unable to fulfill the role of a prophet or messenger, However, realizing that Allah was the one who destined for her to have a daughter, she still fulfilled her vow and dedicated the baby, Maryam al-Islam, to Allah. She also made a supplication for Allah to protect Maryam al-Islam and her offspring from shaitan, the accused. So, authentic hadith states that no baby is born, but it is touched by shaitan at the time of its birth and it comes out screaming, except Maryam and her son Isa. In another hadith, it is stated that every human, when it is given birth, shaitan kicks him on both sides, except Maryam and her son Isa. Didn't you see how the baby cries when he comes out? The companion said, yes, a messenger of Allah. He said, that happens when shaitan kicks him on both sides. In the story of Zakaria al-Islam, we saw how Maryam al-Islam was entrusted to the care of her uncle Zakaria al-Islam after her father passed away. Maryam al-Islam grew up in purity and beauty, displaying the ultimate good behavior by her conduct, chastity, and piety. She spent her early years cloistered in the privacy of a separate room built especially for her within the walls of the sacred Beit al-Muqaddis, and this enclosure was forbidden to anyone else. Her days and nights were spent in the solitary worship of Allah. Because of the earnestness of her devotion, Allah bestowed her with his special favors and provisions. For example, Whenever Zakaria al-Islam entered her prayer area, he used to find fresh fruits which were out of season. Being her guardian, he was the only man to have access to her place of seclusion, and he was surprised by the appearance of all this unusual food. He asked her where they came from, and Maryam al-Islam replied that the provision was from Allah who bestows upon who he wills without measure. Allah also purified Maryam al-Islam and chose her above all the other women in the world. She was so highly honored that she had an entire chapter in the Quran titled, named after her, Surah Maryam. 
further she also had her family name as the title of another chapter called Surah Ali Imran so Allah says and mentioned when the angel said O Maryam indeed Allah has chosen you and purified you and chosen you above the women of the worlds O Maryam be devoutly obedient to your Lord and prostrate and bow with those who bow in prayer Maryam al-Islam's piety good behavior and chastity are beyond reproach Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the best of the women of the world are four Maryam bint Imran Asiya the wife of Pharaoh Khadija bin Khuwalid and Fatima bin Muhammad the messenger of Allah this is mentioned in hadith at Tirmidhi in another hadith stated that many of the men reached the position of perfection but it is only three women who acquired this perfection Maryam the daughter of Imran, Asiya, the wife of Pharaoh, and Khadija, the daughter of Khuwailid. And the excellence of Aisha over other women is like the excellence of Tarid over other food. So what of the original vow made by Maryam al-Islam's mother prior to her conceiving? Allah, in his wisdom, was to give Maryam al-Islam's mother what she had prayed for, which was the Prophet to continue the delivery of the message of Islam. However, he had ordained for this Prophet to be of such noble lineage from a mother who was exceptionally pure, the highest woman of Allah's creation, and the one who had been purified by Allah and selected by Him. Thus, the full supplication of Maryam al-Islam's mother only crystallized two generations later. One day, Maryam al-Islam withdrew from the companionship of her family and sat in seclusion towards the east as was customary for her she drew a veil or a screen in order to guard her privacy at this time she received a strange visitor it was an angel who materialized before her in the shape of a handsome man allah made him appear in this form as human faculties are not able to withstand the sight of an angel in its original form and mention, O Muhammad, in the book, the story of Maryam, when she withdrew from her family to a place toward the east, and she took in seclusion from them a screen. Then we sent to her our angel, and he represented himself to her as a well-proportioned man. Maryam al-Islam thought that he in intended to harm her. She immediately invoked the protection of Allah, saying, Indeed, I seek refuge in the most merciful from you, so leave me if you should be of fearing Allah. To this, the angel announced that he was a messenger sent by her Lord to give her the good tidings of a pure son. The child was to be named Masiha, the son of Maryam. Maryam al-Islam was understandably shocked by this announcement. It defied all logic and biology. She immediately questioned how this could be, for after all, she had never been touched by a man, nor had she indulged in any immoral, unchaste behavior. The angel responded, Thus it will be, your Lord says, it is easy for me, and we will make him a sign to the people and a mercy from us, and it is a matter that has already been decreed. Another part of the Quran describes this strange encounter, and mentioned when the angel said, O Maryam, indeed Allah gives you good tidings of a word from him, whose name will be Masiha Isa, the son of Maryam. Distinguished in this world and the hereafter and among those brought near to Allah, he will speak to the people in the cradle and in maturity, will be one of the righteous. This was astounding news, but such in the nature of Allah that for anything to happen, he just needs to command it. Surah Al-Yaseen says, His command is only when he intends a thing that he says it to be and it is. Ordinarily, 
mankind reproduces through a union between a man and a woman. However, Allah showed us in the story of Adam and Islam that he was created by Allah without a mother or a father. That cycle of parentless creation then extended to Hawa, who was created from a man, the rib of Adam and Islam, without the involvement of a mother. Allah then showed us that similarly it is possible with his will for a man to be born of a woman without the involvement of a father. It is not known nor is it of any benefit to us to speculate on what kind of pregnancy it was, whether Maryam Islam carried her child to full term for the normal nine months or whether the process was accelerated. What is important is that the pregnancy was a great trial for her because she knew that the immediate assumption of someone in her circumstances was that she had strayed into an immoral relationship with a man and carried within her an illegitimate child. This kind of gossip was imminent for who would believe her if she explained that really transpired. Even in traditional societies today, the birth of child out of wedlock can place the mother and child in mortal danger for having dishonored herself and her family. What more, the conservative society like the one she was living in, which had prophets living in their midst. Maryam al-Islam was at loss. How was she to avert the inevitable slander and accusations? Her character would be tainted and her honor would be in tatters, potentially also tainting the character of her pious family. It was a very heavy trial indeed, getting more difficult to bear when her swollen belly became more visible. Some scholars said that when the signs of her pregnancy became obvious, Yaqub bin Yaqub al-Najar, the son of her maternal uncle, expressed his astonishment and disapproval. He was aware of her piety and righteousness. So he asked her, O oh, Maryam, will a plant grow without a seed? He realized, she realized what he was alluding to and said, Yes, who has created the first plant? He then asked, Will the child be born without a man? She replied, Yes, Allah created Adam with no man and woman. It is also reported that Zakaria, her uncle, asked similar questions and she provided him with similar replies. As the time drew near, Maryam segregated herself completely from society. Alone and heavily pregnant, she left the comforts of her sanctuary and walked some distance to Bethlehem to be in total seclusion for the birth. One can only imagine the strain that she was under, about to deliver by herself and not knowing what lay in the future for her and fearing the weight of the scandal that would ruin her and her family. Maryam al-Islam was alone, distressed and desperate and then she felt the first pangs of labor. The wave of pain drove her to the trunk of a date tree. In her misery she wished that would I that had died before that had become a thing forgotten. She did not wish for death in the sense of a suicidal person who had given up on life but she would rather have faced death instead of being the cause of fitna or trial to the whole community. In the midst of her despair, she heard a voice coming from beneath her. Some scholars interpret this as the voice of her infant, Isa while others speculate that this was the voice of an angel, and Allah knows best. What was relevant is that it was a message from Allah to her. The voice said, Do not grieve. Your Lord has provided beneath you a stream and shake towards you the trunk of the palm tree. It will drop upon your ripe, fresh dates. So eat and drink and be contented. And if you see from among humanity anyone, say, Indeed, I have vowed to the most merciful abstention. So I will not speak today to any man. Maryam al-Islam did as instructed. The trunk of a date tree is 
an extremely sturdy structure. It cannot be shaken, nor does it sway in the breeze. In fact, it can withstand the impact of a trunk. So let us ponder on how a woman fatigued from childbirth could shake the trunk of a date tree with enough force for it to yield its crop. It is physically impossible, however, such is the might of Allah. Refreshed and strengthened by the water and the dates, Maryam al-Islam had nowhere to go but home. As expected, the people were outraged by the sight of her carrying her newborn and they exclaimed, Oh, Maryam, you have certainly done a thing unprecedented. Oh, sister of Harun, your father was not a man of evil, nor was your mother unjust. Maryam al-Islam did not answer this and the other scorn and insults that rained upon her but merely pointed silently to her baby. They said, how can we speak to one who is in the cradle a child? At this moment, Isa al-Islam spoke in defense of his mother. He said, indeed, I am the servant of Allah. He has given me the scripture and made me a prophet and he has made me blessed wherever I am and has enjoined upon me prayer and zakah as long as I remain alive and made me dutiful to my mother and he has not made me a wretched tyrant. And peace is on me the day I was born and the day I will die and the day I am raised alive. Babies were not expected to talk and neither were they expected to speak so lucidly to clear their mother's name. The people were silenced by this miracle and the crisis was averted. The truth was apparent. However, Bani Israel had once again fallen into deep corruption. And as obvious as the miracle was, they recognized that this miracle from Allah would threaten their dominance and corrupt practices. Alright, so since it's taken 30 minutes, I will meet you back with part 2 for Isa Islam, And I will see you then. Bye.